Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, March 29th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. San Diego State AD John David Wicker tells SBJ's Michael Smith on a potential move to the Pac-12, elevating to the Power 5 is what we've been working toward. We're not a flash in the pan. We've been successful over a long period. We're headed to the Final Four and in football, we're 7-4 against Pac-12 schools since 2016. If you look at our combined football and men's basketball record, going back to 2010-11, it's the best in Division I, ahead of Ohio State, ahead of Oregon. We're not just going to fill a spot. We're a legitimate, competitive program, and we think we'll be competitive right off the bat. Former Utah AD Chris Hill joins the Mercury News' John Wilner and John Canzano.com's purveyor of the same name, to discuss his experience with conference realignment, the Pac-12's missteps and the overall state of affairs of college athletics. Hill says San Diego State is potentially much more attractive given the departures of USC and UCLA, adding, I don't know enough about their academics. I know some people are confused, you know, as good as we were, when we got in the Pac-12, we became better. Our admissions went up, the graduation rate went up, we then got into the AAU a few years after, and that's the nirvana for a president of a university. Hill, however, expresses some hesitancy when it comes to the potential addition of SMU. I don't know why everybody thinks you need to go in pairs. You did when we went in because you had to have 12 for a playoff, but now you don't. When Penn State joined the Big Ten, they were 11 for a while. MIAC Commissioner Sonia still sits down with the RTM Podcast Network's Frankie Darcel to discuss a variety of topics, including her initial work to keep the conference together and her vision moving forward. Stills explains that while several PWI leagues were scrambling amid conference realignment to ensure they had six teams to retain their AQs, the MIAC was able to remain stable because its members play for the Celebration Bowl. Because we're not playing for AQ, we're fine. They need us. We don't need them. So, it's getting that mindset that we are in a place of strength and believe that we are. And so it's getting that type of information out to alumni and fans and supporters that we're fine. Look at the revenue we have with 8, there's more to spread around in our 8. Our footprint is more compact, which makes travel better. In personnel news. Temple President Jason Wingard has resigned after leading the university since July of 2021. Houston has named Virginia Associate AD for Facilities and Operations Jason Bauman as Associate AD for Facility and Event Management Operations. Elite 8 viewership for the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament increased 43% year-over-year, with a record average of 2.2 million viewers per game. Iowa's win over Louisville drew 2.5 million viewers and peaked at 2.7 million, Virginia Tech Ohio State averaged 2.233 million, and South Carolina Maryland averaged 2.167 million. To date, the tournament is averaging 660,000 viewers per matchup, a 42% year-over-year increase, and a total of 4.7 billion minutes have been consumed. South Carolina head women's basketball coach Dawn Staley says she believes it's becoming more popular to hire women as head coaches, telling the AP, and it's not to say that I'm going to sit here and male bash, because we have a lot of male coaches who have been in our game for decades upon decades. But I will say that giving women an opportunity to coach women and helping women navigate through life like they have navigated through life, will allow your student-athletes a different experience than having a male coach. 
Yahoo's Matt Zemeck advocates for college basketball to modernize its schedule by moving away from playing non-conference games to start the year and conference games to finish it. Teams are different in January compared to early November. Teams evolve. Teams get healthy or get hurt. Teams learn what does and doesn't work for them. Simply stated, teams should have to play conference games in November, and they should have to play non-conference games in late February. We will get better, richer data points for teams, and the non-conference games played late in February will generate far more national interest, compared to the current mid-November setup in which most people are thinking about football, not hoops. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, March 29th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.